Hi, it's Annalene Autumn Rains here with another episode of The Creative Empath. <laughs> Should I do it? No, because I was laughing. That was good because then I was like cheering you on. <laughs> oh, were you? Okay, let's do that. Do yeah, yeah, it's okay. perfect. Okay, all right. <laughs> So yeah, we're here with another episode uh, and we're really exploring the topic of like, oh, what is it? <laughs> what is, is, is what I'm feeling And I, this is perfect because we're experiencing this today. We're experiencing things that aren't ours. Literally both of us going through similar experiences so that we could come here uh, recording this to actually speak about it from a very fresh place. It's happening in real time. (laughs) In real time. Uh, So yeah, where do you want to start with this? There's so Mm. many places we can start. Uh, I feel like, you know, from what we were saying in episode one, there's so much overwhelm that happens for empaths. And a lot of that overwhelm can, one of the factors or major factors is that a lot of what we are actually feeling is not ours. 100%. And and if you've never heard of that, you're like, what do you mean it's not mine? Because I feel like (laughs) empaths are very sensitive souls and they like don't want to blame anybody else. And they, they tend to take full responsibility for everything they're feeling. So true. Definitely been my experience. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate and resonate with it. I know that I come across it all the time in the work that I do for clients that I read for and mentor. All of them are empaths. And one of the first things that I will look at is to see if they are taking on other energies that aren't theirs or other feelings, (laughs) emotions and thoughts, because of course, energy is everything. And so that can look like, yeah, thought patterns, beliefs, it can look like feelings and emotions. Yeah. So there's a whole range of things that we are exposed to and we have to work really hard at discerning those things. And it can take quite a bit of practice and time and sort of getting to know what you feel like without all of the stuff. But that in itself is a huge task. It is. It's massive. And it took me a long time and it's still an ongoing thing. Like clearly it's happening to us today. Yeah. (laughs) You want to like maybe elaborate on your experience today? So I had a very busy day like work-wise so there was a lot of screen time there was a lot of discussion around what's going on in the world at my workplace and so you know a lot of anxiety discussion a lot which is all very valid everything that everyone is feeling is valid but you know it was almost like um you know when you're stirring a pot and like everything in the pot is like poured onto you (laughs) (laughs) you're in the the soup. soup and like I logged off and I was like, oh, wow, I'm like so taken out by this. And usually I know that I'm taken out by the day because just because of the line of work that I do, it's quite, um, it's Mm. quite intricate. It's to do with a lot of, um, emotions and like, it's like counseling type work. So I already know that. Um, so then I, 
went off and did my self-care, you know, had my dinner, I was watching the news and then all of a sudden Mm. I had this overwhelming like headache and like exhaustion and like I am tired Mm. but it was, it knocked me out and I've like, I've had to have a nap prior to to recording (laughs) this podcast because it took me out so much and like this is like 6.30, I'm like what's wrong with me? Like why am I so tired? And so you then text me saying, hey. <laughs> yeah, this was my this was, experience. This is, I was on social media and watching the news because I was trying to work out what's going on. <laughs> and I'm taken out. And so, yeah, like I kind of feel like it's really interesting that every time we have to do something, we actually have to go through what we're sharing to the world. Well, I think I used to say this to you a lot Mm. and it's like in the line of work that I do, I'm constantly connecting with clients and every time before I connect with them or even at the point of them booking an appointment with me, I'm already (laughs) connecting into their energy or they're already connecting to me and I'm already receiving information. And so I have to be really mindful and create really strong energetic boundaries around myself. And I only kind of open when I remember, I only open that space like on the day of their appointment because otherwise I just would be a mess. <laughs> but sometimes it happens even though you put the boundaries like... It does. It, it does. And sometimes that's when I know that I need to pay attention and it's something that's really important that I'm actually here to be a messenger of because that's part of what I do as a reader is that I am, I am actually interpreting the information that I'm receiving to deliver to the person so that they can receive the message because they're not obviously getting it. So I'm, (laughs) I'm just the kind of like the bridge between that. Yeah. And so like I had that experience today where I was connecting with the client and about two to three hours before that, this tiredness just swept over me. It was like, um, it's almost like a spell. It really is. <laughs> like, you know, that spell that just yeah. like comes over you and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I was feeling really energized and all of a sudden I'm tired. And so I actually had to have an hour nap and I knew though that it wasn't mine, but I had to honour what was there because once it's kind of there, it's kind of hard to get it's out so of. It's so hard. Don't yeah, you agree? Like you're taken over. You're, you're done for. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like you can do, you know, all the things that you can do to care for yourself and at other times it's like it's one of the things that being an empath is like we have to almost like I feel like for me I've come to this place of acceptance with this and this is the way that I am and I am managing it Mm. in that way but it's really important to do all of the other self-care because it helps it really really helps and then for us to sit here and have the intention to record this particular podcast, we already set that intention and both of us had the same experience I because know. this is what we're doing. It's insane. <laughs> like I guess it just highlights more that because it was so strong and this is it's like, guys, this is what you really need to talk about today. Like you know what I mean? It's kind of cool like that, that, that Yeah, happened. I think it's. 
I think it's amazing how tuned in then we are as well and and in receiving the message of, okay, we need to be speaking about this and then it being completely set up in that way. And that's the beautiful, I think that's the beauty that I find with being connected into energy in that form because we're quite intuitive in that sense. But yeah, we really wanted to focus on this because I think both Autumn and I experienced that when we can discern for ourselves in our everyday life to be able to function, you know, that we are seeing all the ways in which we are impacted by everything else that we can then come back to our center and yeah, operate in a way that is healthy for Mm. us. You know, it's not, it's not a toxic environment because having all, yeah, because it does, it becomes a toxic environment because you're just constantly, you know, feeling all these feels that you just don't know Mm. um, or have reference point for, you know, but then I think when people name them, especially if you're an empath, when you name it, they're like, oh, it's not mine. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much relief after that, you know. So, yeah, I really just wanted to expand a little bit around this and maybe we can talk about, you know, some of the the things yes. um, that we can feel. So, yeah, like maybe let's talk about your environment. Yeah, yeah? Or- environment. So environment in terms of like so for me personally I need to kind of have a calm space yes (laughs) (laughs) um and that really really affects me like if if it's not quiet if it's like I know that's not like always going to be the case but just like having depending on where I'm at like if I'm in somewhere that's loud or noisy or like really Mm. intense and overpowering that I'm not feeling comfortable or like that I'm not in the energy to be in it really really impacts me um I don't know if that was a good explanation of environment but yeah yeah. like it's it and even just like your home as well like I feel like um a lot of empaths like to have clean yes. spaces around them because if clutter is around it almost feels like too much it's a lot too much again overwhelm, overwhelm. it's a simulation <laughs> of overwhelm it's like this <laughs> level of like you, is it OCD or overwhelm like <laughs> that's what I have like that's probably another topic but it it definitely like impacts um yeah like my mood and like yeah, just general, like, okay, so for example, like, I work in an office, and when yeah. I go in the office, the lights are, like, so um, intense, they're bright, they, like, you know, base, they kill me, like, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. a vampire going into a, <laughs> into the light, Not that's, the light. that's <laughs> honestly what it feels like, and I've spoken about the light on my phone before being at, like, zero, the brightness, Um, But that is like classic. And even just like, for example, the, yeah, the line of work that I'm in, it's um, counseling related. And so the building Mm. that I work in, there's been a lot of traumatic events that have occurred at this building as in, you know, so as soon as I walk into that building, like I'm feeling awful, I'm feeling 
um, unmotivated, hurt. Don't know why. Um, this was before I found out, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I why do it. I feel so incredibly drained in this building? You know, so. That's a great example of environment because it's like you can walk into, like, have you ever walked into like a creepy house? Yeah, it's a thing. And just felt like, oh my God, there's something not good happened here. Like you can just feel it. And so we can tend to take that on. If we don't know and we've gone to someone's house and say they've had, you know, a huge argument or, you know, like feel the energy. And then you walk out of that environment and you take that home with you and then you feel all of those feelings and can't quite place why you feel that way. Um, That's a great example of environmental kind of taking on what's been or what's occurred in in the energetic space of that particular building, that house, a place that you've visited, you know, it could just be the cafe, it could just be the shopping center, mm. you know, it's, there's a lot that can happen and it's like historically as well. And that's why people can tap into the history, like on a spiritual level, because they're also tapping into yeah. what's happened in that place. Oh, totally. You know, they can feel and sense it. So I had a trip to Ireland and we went to a lot of like sacred places and I remember visiting a certain place and I just remember I stepped onto the land like even the land it's not even an enclosed space but the land you can feel like really horrible things happened on that land you know and that energy you can just feel it inside of you so yeah those are kind of some of the examples of like Mm. your environment the space that you're in you know yeah yeah and I think like I guess maybe should we talk about like groups yeah you had experience (laughs) (laughs) you particularly had an experience with that yeah I did I actually did and and how funny like I didn't realize like now because it just only it was recently like two happened. days ago. It's like, oh look, yeah, look, oh look, what we're talking about. <laughs> so, um, in group scenarios, um, empaths have like obviously the ability to feel everyone's feelings, and sometimes what can happen is that you might be in a group situation and you feel an intense emotion or reaction to something someone said, or you might be triggered by something someone said. And sometimes it is yours, but I would also question whether it actually is because sometimes you could be feeling into the field of energy that someone else is feeling exactly the same way, but you're actually being the receiver of that energy. And I definitely experienced this recently where it was a kind of group and this was over a group chat. This isn't where we're in person. This is a group chat. Oh yeah. I'm the same. (laughs) I feel everything in group chats. That's why I don't like them. This is the thing, I think, the misconception that it has to be a physical connection. Like even just the thought of someone, you can then take on, you've established then an energetic cord with that person and that cord is then open on both ends. So you can, you know, 
use it to send love. Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. It's so... It's so, so true. It's like, have you ever experienced where you thought of somebody and then they called you? All the time. It happens to me all the time. (laughs) Yep. That's probably because they felt you, yeah, yeah, subconsciously thinking about them Mm. and then they've gone and acted on that, you know, inspiration inside to, to connect with you. Oh, totally. So the thing is with that particular group chat, it wasn't until after I expressed to somebody and then it came out later that someone in the group was feeling the same way. So I was like, whoa, like, okay, it's not all mine. You know, there was definitely some truth in and around because what can happen is as well is that when you're feeling something, it can also bring up remnants of um, similar feelings for you. But it's almost like what happens is it turns up the volume. Yeah. It's like the volume dial goes intense, like intensified. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely remnants of, you know, emotions that you have within you um, that may be the same or may be similar or feel the same, um, but it's not all of yours, you know, and that's where I think where empaths, you know, having this information really helps because then they only need to deal with their own stuff. Like they they don't have to take on anybody else's stuff. They can just deal with themselves because that's where the intensity and the overwhelm come because it's like it feels like a million people sitting on your shoulders, you know. That's the intensity of the feeling that you're feeling with these emotions. So that was my experience. Yeah, because it's like we obviously get triggered by things, you know, here and there and mm. we're working on ourselves and our shadow work and all of that. Mm. And that's that's not to say that, as you said, it's all yours. I feel like sometimes we feel like we've gotten over certain things or we've moved past it, but there are still yeah. those deep, deep layers that sometimes, as you said, like just get triggered. And so you do have to deal with those things, obviously, but it's the intensity of it because it's not entirely your stuff. So... This is, I guess, the difference that we're trying to highlight here. Yeah, and and I think one way to kind of really highlight that is like intergenerational trauma because, you know, often we experience certain things as our own and the intensity of the reactions that we have and that's through trauma that our parents have have gone through but haven't processed and that's what intergenerational trauma is is you know not being able to process trauma and then it it actually moves down the line and we inherit the traumas of all of our ancestors if they haven't dealt with it i feel like we're in a point in humanity right now where there is a lot of people who are actually seeing this Mm. and really seeing the effects of generational trauma and even historical trauma, collective trauma, you know, you hear a lot about, um, you know, the Holocaust survivors and, you know, how people, descendants from there, like, are actually experiencing that yeah they're experiencing that trauma like as if they were the ones that were in it I've done a lot of generational work for myself because I was experiencing so much 
of the trauma from my family line and I had no reference Mm. point, you know, of like why is this so intense? Why does this pattern or this cycle keep playing out in my life? And only takes one person in the line to change or stop the cycle. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially empaths, are here to do they that. They are. I've had a very similar experience. Sure. <laughs> it's like we're given... That doesn't surprise know, me. Like we're, we're given the role to do this. Well, we chose it, you know. Like I really feel like that in my soul that it's like I chose to do this mm. and I chose to feel it. Like I asked to be an empath in this lifetime to be able to transmute those energies and transmute the trauma and deal with it on that level. And yeah, it's really important to not take it all on either and only deal with what you need to deal with. And I know that we'll get into like, we'll go deeper into all of this, but I think we just really wanted to highlight some of the things that people might not know can affect Mm. them without knowing that it does, you know. So, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like an example of a generational trauma (laughs) that we we could maybe give as an example. I think for me, I want to maybe bring forward just what I've witnessed in my kind of maternal line in and around relationships you know, and seeing how, like, if I look at my family, all of the women in my family have had issues with men. Yeah. And it's almost like, like, I remember my auntie saying, like, we have a curse. (laughs) (laughs) There is a curse in our family that we can't, like, have successful relationship, Mm. like whatever successful Mm. means, but that it was really hard for the women. And yeah, just getting into relationships that are very toxic and unhealthy. And so that pattern of, you know, our self-worth and, you know, repeating the same patterns of like, because I can see with my grandmother, with my mother and then with myself. And so I feel like I had no hope Mm. because that was the template that I was working from. And so whatever trauma I inherited around men, you know, and my belief in men came from my mom and then from her mother. So that's kind of like what I see. There's other, like definitely other examples for sure, but just from my own personal experience. Yeah, I think it's a good example because there's just so much that we don't think about. Like I remember with my like feeling depressed, like it was at this extreme level that I couldn't put words to, you know, Mm. and then I realised that it was kind of like something within my maternal line as well like it was the the thing is like being an empath it's like fully fully amplified and that's like I guess what we the type of experience we're talking about here yeah because there's no like because we tend to want to have that external kind of link yeah to what we're experiencing but these the the things that are impacting us are things that we can't see no, with our physical eyes. You cannot see it. You know, it's not. It's something that we feel. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the issue. Is that like 
as a society, we have really come away from the feeling aspect yeah. of, of being a human. Um, and that's really kind of been suppressed in everyone, really. Yeah. Uh, and we're more sort of like focused on the logic and the intellectual kind of explanations mm. of things. And this, like I <laughs> was talking to someone today and, you know, they... It's, it's hard. You can't explain what you can't yeah. see, right? It's like, it's a feeling. And people who are listening to this will either get it or yeah. they won't. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, they'll either feel it or they won't. <laughs> <laughs> so when, like, when you're working with clients, what advice do you give them to start sifting through to go, is this mine? Yeah, because of the emotional chaos that it can cause um, when people start to take on energies or feelings and emotions and thought patterns that aren't theirs, it can be very confusing and disorientating. And so I feel like the main thing to get to is like their center, like who am I? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I really? Like, am I all of this stuff, you know? And just asking those questions. The biggest thing I, I see that helps people is like learning for them because it's about, it's like you can't, there's no magic pill or quick fix to this. This is, this is a process. Like it takes time to, like I'm still trying to figure out like certain things that happened to me and I'm like was that (laughs) or was it not like you know and I'm getting I'm I'm pretty good at it but at the same time there are times where I'm like no no it's mine it's mine but then I find out later and it's always after the fact and it's those times I think that we need to take notice when it's after the fact and and we realize that oh maybe I was taking something on that wasn't mine because I was fully convinced in this group chat that it was all mine. But then when I realized someone else was feeling the same way, I was like, well, maybe it wasn't all mine, (laughs) you know? Totally. And I think it's like noticing those symptoms of like, okay, am I completely emotional out of nowhere? Am I completely exhausted out of nowhere? Without, it's all out all out of nowhere. And I think, Where's the context? Right. Like what 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 happened in my day or what happened in my travels that caused me to react that yeah. way? And so I see I see the emotional chaos that happens. And then from that place, a lot of people then go into emotional reactivity. Yeah. And I think this is the thing that a lot of um, empaths struggle with is re- reactivity. Yeah, totally. Because of the environment, again, because it's external, it's coming in. So there's that reactivity. And so I really see the importance of also learning how to regulate your emotions and learn how to soothe yourself and your nervous system. Yeah. The nervous system's massive. The nervous system is huge because when you go into reactivity, you're, you're engaging that fight or yeah. flight you know, and so you're not thinking about anything else but surviving. And so if you're getting triggered, like you're going to go I off. I was in that you know? my, like a lot of my life. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was such a bitch <laughs> to my parents. <laughs> I 
was. I was. Like as much as like, you know, um, if I look back at it now mm. and because I've got children, it gives me the other perspective as well as what I might have been like yeah. and how difficult it would have been with not like my my parents not knowing that I was an empath either so they wouldn't have known to be a little bit more gentler with me or you know what I mean so I feel like I have another viewpoint of like okay I need to be sensitive here towards that which then makes me more sensitive towards myself and more caring and knowing that I do need to take care of myself when I'm doing you know, the things that I need to do in terms of work, you know, like it's taking care and looking after myself or if I know that I'm going to be going to a place that's got a lot of people or yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) And I think like the best, I guess, advice we could try and provide is kind of like when you're going through your day, like taking, I guess, notice of who you've interacted with and how you feel after you've had that interaction and maybe like just checking in with yourself like I don't know writing it down like whatever works for you but actually sitting and pausing and going okay I've just had this discussion with somebody especially for artists because um, artists connect with a lot of people and a lot of other artists and creatives who have a lot of this energy and a lot of the artists um a lot of artists are very emotional. They go through emotional things that they speak about. And so that energy is very easy to pick up on and absorb mm. as an empath. So yes. just taking, I guess, note of the, that is really important. And I feel like, because I kind of feel like, okay, like they're talking about this, but how do I pinpoint these things? Yeah. yeah. And it, it is, it, it's different at every it's time, a, I is. think. Like, and, and that's why it's so hard to kind of like articulate yeah. exactly what to do because it can be different at any in any time, but it's just trying to find a way that works for you. But the awareness piece is the is such a key aspect yeah. of just being aware and question just questioning. Question everything. Yeah, even just the question of is this mine? And you will feel an answer either yes or no yeah. will come up. And it's just trusting that process. And the more that you trust yourself in knowing what is real and true for you the more that you're going to start to trust, yeah, to trust that, you know. And there are other ways that you can do that externally, but I really feel like it's such a a huge benefit to learn that in an internal way, like to listen to your body and listen to yourself. And sometimes there's things that you can do that can mirror back to you the energy <laughs> that you're in that are that is really helpful, but we don't want to be dependent on something outside of us to tell us what we already know. Oh, totally. So, and I know we'll definitely go down the the path of all of the the things that we've used that has supported us in and around, you know, sifting and sorting through that. But I think one of the things that you shared with me around really getting to that centered place, you know, you mentioned to me about like when everyone's asleep at night, right? When it's dark, I feel so peaceful. I feel real myself. (laughs) That's what I'm most creative because I don't feel, you know, everyone else's stuff. It's just me and myself. And like, it's just totally like 
total freedom. <laughs> and that's because everyone's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is asleep. And that's the, that's a reference point, I feel like. So, you know, that's a really good way to know if you're in your center or not, because you're in your own energy. And then if you're feeling any other kind of way that you can you can start to notice when these things actually come in. So like, for example, when I was watching the news, because I want to know what's going on, but at the same time, I, I try to stay away from the news as much as possible because it does affect me. Um, but it was almost like this intrusion of fear that just came into my space. And I was like, oh my God, like, because imagine how many people are watching the news. Yeah. Right. That's a connection point. It's like social media. Like, you know, everyone is on the platform. Everyone is, you know, scrolling through. You're connecting to everybody's energies, you know, and Everybody. so it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And that's why, like, I had that experience of also being wiped out with it. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not letting it in, you know, and creating those energetic boundaries um, around that and spending time, you know, with people who don't drain your energy or limited time with people who don't drain your energy um, or things that don't drain your energy. Yeah whoever you're spending time with really matters. Like, you know, when I'm spending time with you, like I feel very energetic and very lit up and centered. Mm. I think it's also like, and this isn't, I don't want to put this out as like a judgment because it isn't, it's an observation based on my own experience. But I find it really difficult to be around other people who are not emotionally connected or responsible for their yeah. emotions. Because then I'm the one that's having to feel everything that they're not allowing themselves yes, to feel. because it leaks out. It leaks out especially if you're disconnected from that part of you, I can feel it. Like when I'm around people, I can feel all of that emotion. And then I'm like second guessing myself going, what is wrong <laughs> with me? What is going on? But yeah, it's, um, it's really a, a tricky one. And that's why a lot of empaths just want to stay home and hide. <laughs> happens to me. <laughs> so they don't have to lot. connect, connect with people, but yeah, I think it's really important to be mindful of the work that you do, who you're uh, connecting with throughout the day and, you know, just making mental or like feeling notes as well. Like of like when I did this, it felt, you know, en energized or it felt I felt lit, lit up by it or I didn't feel lit up by it or it drained me and just having these reference points of things and even food, like <laughs> sensitivities oh, yeah. to food, like it's like... I can't eat anything. <laughs> that's another thing that you can reference in terms of like yeah. um, being sensitive like if you are sensitive to physical things, then you're most likely sensitive energetically as well. Mm. But yeah, that's another. We're not another going topic. down that road. <laughs> We're not going down that road. At all. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main thing is is just like knowing that there are all of these things in life that you can't avoid that will impact you, and just to know it, I think you know, having that knowledge, you have 
then the, the ability to empower yourself to do something about it and take control because a lot of the times, I don't know about you, but as an empath, sometimes you feel out of control. Oh. I do still feel that sometimes. Yeah, because you don't have control over your environment. You don't have control over the people you, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you have to connect because of the work that we do or it's not something that we can avoid or run away from. And so like that for me, like I knew that I had to kind of really navigate this in order for me to exist in this world. Otherwise, like what kind of life would I have, <laughs> honestly? Oh, yeah. Just hold up in my home, not wanting to connect with anybody because it feels too much, you know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, learning how to, again, yeah, what you said, center and then coming back and then like that awareness is so important. But there's like things you can do to make it better because like as mm. I, like we've said this before like we can thrive Absolutely. and like there are periods where you know we are able to use this as a superpower and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's amazing but obviously like it doesn't come without its challenges oh absolutely every (laughs) it's with every gift with everything (laughs) yeah like there's there's always a catch catch. it's quite a big catch (laughs) it's a very big catch but it's worth it it. like it really really is I think this is why we wanted to start with this is because like both of us have seen how much just not in our personal life but in what we do and then the people that we connect with, like how much this, just this awareness of like, oh my God, I take on other people's stuff. I didn't know that. And when they can give themselves permission to let that go, Mm. then the results are so like profound, you know, and then, you know, people like even myself, I'm like, oh my God, I was carrying all this stuff that I didn't even need to. Like, why didn't I know about this earlier? (laughs) Like, I wish I did because then it would have made my life so much easier, you know, just to know, because I think it's the not knowing what's happening to you and then all having like a reference point. And this is where I feel like it's important, you know, if you're listening and you've just found out you're an empath or you know, you're kind of like looking at this and going, well, but how can I do this? Again, it's not, there's no quick fix, but it's about having those reference points. It's about questioning, you know, like, how do I feel? And it means you have to connect to your feeling body. You cannot do this through the mind, right? Because your body will give you the answers. Your body tells you it's like a compass. It it really gives you the information that you need to know like what is what, you know? Um, And so having and learning that language as well, it's like a whole new language that you have to learn because majority of us have been living in the mind, you know, and just taking that time and, um, yeah, really getting into the process of being okay with feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. Because you can't get rid of it. Like we were saying, like once that energy comes, it's like sometimes it's it's already too far gone (laughs) that we kind of just have to ride it out. Um, Because, yeah, like if I was going to fight the tiredness that I felt today, like I would have been even worse. Oh, yeah. You know, like my, the critic would have come in and been like, why are you tired? Why are you, you didn't do anything today. Um, but I knew because I, I knew I took on someone else's energy, I could be okay with that. 
and just allow the process to kind of pass. And then it did after I disconnected with the client that I was working with, it was fine, you know? Mm. So it's, it's just becoming okay with feeling because this cannot be approached by the mind. Yeah. Like, have you had experiences trying to get out of like what you're feeling through your mind? Yeah, it doesn't work. I do my own head in, but I was going to say like, (laughs) it's quite bad. Um, But the body tells us when we're ignoring it. It'll get louder and louder. And that happened to me. Like my anxiety was really, really bad at one point. And then I was like, like my body was trying to tell me. And um, it was like, yeah, I needed to start paying attention. And then like going through that process of like elimination of going like, okay, Mm. in this job, I feel this way. With these people, I Mm -hmm. feel this way. When I'm doing Mm -hmm. this, I feel this way, you know, like, and just approaching it that way. And it obviously took a lot of time and I'm still going through that. But that was like the crucial thing that changed it for me. And in terms of being able to like work it out and then, you know, being able to function and feel like myself. And that the regulating of emotions is massive. Yeah. Huge because you're you're then having to really because we've been living in a state of reactivity, we're then having to like um learn how to respond over rather than react. Yeah. Yeah, because the 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 tendency is to want to lash into like reactivity. Yeah. But it really does require patience and practice. Like it's a practice. It's not just something that, oh, I learn how to do this. Now it's all the time I'm doing it. No. You you get to choose every single time whether you react or respond to something. we cannot control all the situations we have to go into so for me like if I know that I have to connect with another artist or musician I'm just like center ground and just like and when I say center and ground it's like just I kind of imagine like um, roots shooting out from the bottom of my feet and connecting to the earth and like I kind of get this tingling sensation as well which is like because it's it's like happening um Mm. just so that I ground my own energy before I go into this conversation and so if I'm going into the conversation no matter if I know them like you may yeah if I don't know them I'm really conscious of doing that like I'll I'll make sure I do that and then when I'm off the call just kind of like um releasing anything that doesn't belong to me I kind of say that like to myself yeah. and just go, I release anything that doesn't belong to me. And that's kind of just like mm-hmm. closing the, the, the space. space. It's like, yeah, it's closing the connection. It like it's releasing any of that energy. And that's such a good point, really grounding and centering yourself. So you know what you feel like, because as soon as you start connecting with somebody, yeah. if you start to feel something come in, you know that it's not yours. You don't have to take it on. Oh, yeah. It's the taking it on. Yeah, it's the taking it on. And something I want to speak to about taking on other people's energies as an empath, what can happen then is that we can actually take away their opportunity to do healing work for themselves because we're then processing like that on their behalf. Yeah. And then we can take that away from them 
and having that opportunity to do that for themselves. And yeah, it's like only taking on what you know that you need to. And as a soul as well, like there are certain things that you've agreed to process or you've agreed to take on, but it's like, again, discerning what you need to and not taking any more than you need to Mm. with that, you know? And so, yeah, the clearing thing is so important. Clearing energy is like survival tool number one, clear on a daily basis. And it's not in an energy of fear that um, if you don't clear, then you're effed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's more like, yeah, just the daily kind of care. It's like brushing your teeth. You know, you brush your teeth. It's like, that's what an empath needs to do is that they just clear their energy and it can be easily incorporated into your life, depending on what works best for you. You can use visualization, you can use intention. And I often say to people that, it doesn't matter what you do. It's not so much the action. It's more the intention that you have behind the action because whatever you intend to happen or you intend, the action carries out that intention. So it doesn't matter what you do. And, you know, I would say to people, like, if you want it to be something that's easily incorporated into your life, you know, at night when you're having a shower, like going into the water with the intention that you are cleansing and clearing any energies that aren't yours for the day. And then going into the shower and, 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 you know, actually physically cleansing basically. Yeah. And it can be as easy as that. Like it doesn't have to be this huge, like you can, you know, if you want to say to yourself, whatever feels right for you, you can use crystals, you can use, there's all different ways that you can clear your energy and it's just finding the right thing for yourself. Yeah. I think that's a really good way for empaths to start, you know, like doing the daily clearing. And I love how you said it's like brushing your teeth. Like that's how important, important it is. It actually really is. And I went through a period where I didn't clear and yeah, it just wasn't, you know, the feeling of it, like you can just tell you get blocked up, you get stuck, the energy just doesn't flow. Um, And there's just, yeah, you just feel depressed and anxious. And yeah, there's so much energy like Mm -hmm. that doesn't move, you know. And I think like, I remember coming to you for Reiki, you know, and I had said to you like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like, I think I had only seen you, like I saw you one week and then I came back like two weeks later, right? And I was all blocked up again. And this was before I was doing clearings. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to see you like every week because this is what happens to me (laughs) with my overwhelm, (laughs) you know? And you were like, no, you can do this yourself, you know? And and since then I haven't come to see you for regular. A lot of empaths think that like, okay, I need to go and like get a professional to to um, clear my energy. And it's like, no, that's not always required. No. And this is where I find like, I really want to empower people to be their own healer because you don't need anyone external, like from you to heal you. You have the ability within yourself to do that. And when you start to learn, and this is the thing, empaths, they do have the capability, everyone's got the capability of self-healing. Yeah. You know, and when I talk about healing, like it's never in the context that you're broken or you need to be fixed because 
that's definitely not the place that I'm coming from. It's really just recognizing all of the things that do get in the way of you experiencing yourself as whole, you know, and because you are an empath, you have the ability to, to feel energy and move energy and transmute energy. So of course, why wouldn't you be able to do it? You know, so it's like there's so many things available to you. Once you can come into that understanding, like, again, because we spend so much time externally, that's why going inward is so important, getting to know yourself, getting to know what you're capable of, because you might just surprise yourself. It frees up a lot of like all of this kind of like taking on other people's energy and other people's stuff and releasing yourself from the responsibility because that's another thing why we take on energies, you know, is that we um, take on the responsibility to, to for others' happiness. Go to the empath because they're always... They're very caring. Exactly. They've got the open heart. They're able to do that, you know. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot of healing qualities with empaths. Last thing I wanted to talk about was like, I know that when I'm going to go see like somebody who has difficulty regulating, who's a family member, mm. <laughs> it's my mother. <laughs> and like, I want to give her so much love. And so when I go to see her, I just kind of imagine like, a pink light around myself so it's like I'm still giving you love but I'm not taking on your stuff so I consciously make sure that I'm doing that because if I don't do that when I go home I feel all of her stuff I feel depressed I feel anxious Mm -hmm. Um, when I wasn't feeling that way prior to I feel tired confused and it just like you know I know that it's I know it's not mine yeah you can, yeah, feel, you a can really feel the difference. Yeah, and I guess yeah. I was, yeah, just trying to provide people that context or so that they can feel when they're in those situations. Like I know one of my friends with her mum, she had said the same thing to me. Like, I didn't know I was feeling my mum this whole time. Yeah, and there's freedom. There's so much freedom on the other side of that when you can liberate yourself from having to take on that responsibility because it is a responsibility. Like we take it on and want to make it less like, you know, for them. Yeah, because we want to not, we don't want people to feel pain. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like somehow we try to take that on for ourselves so that we can lighten their load, but then we're then putting it all on our shoulders. Like I think one of the, one of the things that Um, with empaths they talk a lot about is like um, carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders like that's what what empaths do is that they do they take that all yeah and I just remember there was one time where I was with you and um I was you know having a bit of a moment and you came to me right and you and I said I'm sorry I hope you're not feeling this and you were like no I'm in holding space mode so can you tell me a bit about how you did that (laughs) holding space (laughs) mode well it's literally what you shared before about like being grounded in your own energy and not leaving your experience to go into somebody else's to feel what they're feeling because that's how empaths 
connect is that they open themselves up to feel another but then what happens is they um, abandon themselves in the process. And so like holding space for someone is really creating a container for, yeah, for someone to go through their emotions and this is why it's so important to get comfortable with your own emotions and your own feelings because you can't hold space for another if you're not comfortable with those emotions that they're expressing. So if someone's expressing sadness or, you know, grief, you, there's no way that you can hold that space and not be affected by it. If you're not okay with those emotions. That's such a good point. It makes makes so much sense. Yeah. Because like when you're okay, like, have you noticed in the past, like for me, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like anger is one that I'm I really have a hard time with because I've only, I'm, I've kind of like in the last maybe six months have started to get more comfortable with my anger um, because also anger helps you know when people are crossing your boundaries. Massively. Massively. So I haven't always been comfortable with that. And whenever I see it expressed in other people, I, I run away. I don't want to have any type of like confrontation with anybody. Uh, it really can scare me sometimes. And based on you know, trauma that I've experienced in childhood, in in my own life, I, yeah, I can get really scared of anger. Uh, but when I have started to become more comfortable with that, I can hold space for someone who is in anger. And in fact, I know with you, whenever I see you get angry, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you like get to celebrate my anger. <laughs> and I'm always like, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't... You know, I feel like I don't want to put this on you, but yeah. No, but I think it's when you become really strong within yourself and you know what you're feeling and then you don't take on other people's stuff. Mm. Like you can freely then express yourself. And this, this is what creates more connection between people is that when, you know, like then you avoid those people because (laughs) you know that, you know, but it goes two ways, right? It's not just a one-way street. So that's why we do as empaths have to put boundaries on people who don't know how to responsibly, you know, contain or regulate their um, emotions. Mm. So that's why it's important that when you're with other empaths who take responsibility for what they're feeling, like it, but it's so much easier because, you know, you can, you can connect in a way that doesn't require either of you to leave yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, how we've spoke about a lot of empaths have a social like time limit and it's because they're Mm -hmm. often in environments where people uh, you know, they're just not ready to, as you said, deal with their stuff. And so that leaks out and therefore we're feeling it. it. But when you're with those people that, yeah, can regulate, it can, it's just, yeah, it's just, you don't have to worry. Yeah, you don't have to. Like your nervous system is not in high Correct. alert. Like, because it's always, it's always looking out for what doesn't feel safe and what feels safe, you know. But a lot of like the things that we experience also like, when we when we do take on those energies remind us of, of being kids as yeah. well and that can bring up a lot you know the trauma and stuff like that 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Creative Empath. We look forward to spending more time with you in the next episode.